1: Evolutionary Woman Radio. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5:30 p.m., only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at Facebook.com forward slash Evolutionary Woman Radio.
2: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode. This is a special episode of Evolutionary Woman Radio. I am your host, Khadija Ali, and tonight, 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 family, you are in for quite a treat. You are in for quite uh, some information that you have not heard before here on the show. Tonight, you are going to hear from special guests, the authors of The Unwelcome Committee. Those authors are Maureen Bobo chastity williams and yours truly Khadija ali and tonight we're going to discuss our book on grief and widowhood and just to give you all a little bit of a background uh how this came about september 2012 and we're coming up actually on i think our anniversary is actually tomorrow i think we started doing conference calls and doing um, gathering together, I think on September 12th of, of uh, 2012. And here we are uh, again in 2016, September, gathering to introduce ourselves to you and to the world. And it's amazing and we're excited to be able to finally be here, to finally be able to share with you um, what this process was and what the journey was and why we felt it was so important to write such a book and not only write this book, because there's a lot of books on grief, but I what I know separates us, what sets us apart is we're very raw, And we're very uncut and we're very honest about our journey. And so some of our friends and family who read the book may be shocked to find out that some things took place. Um, Some people may not be, it just depends. But our intention when we first wrote the book was really to, we thought we were just talking to widows and we found out that. No, we're not talking to widows and we can't begin to express all of the testimonies that we're getting behind the scenes of how this is opening up dialogue for uh, adult children who lost their parents and how, you know, it's, it's bringing those feelings that we feel really need to come up um, because there's only way, one way th- to get through this I, we, we, we really avoid saying get over something. You never get over something. There's always a little piece uh, there uh, that, that reminds you or you remember. You, you learn to heal. And so uh, one thing that we always want people to know is that healing happens. But I am not going to sit here. I could sit here and talk about it all day. But I want to bring my, my co-authors in, my sister's my partners, my business partners, and this is the, these women are my family. And we have a lot to share with you guys tonight because there's a story behind how we even met. and I've been getting that question too, like how did you guys meet? And you know and and there's an incredible story for that, but I'm going to save that uh, for when they come on the line. And I just want to introduce uh, both of them. Uh, chastity Williams, uh, hailing from the Dallas, Texas area, and Maureen Bobo, hailing from uh, Cleveland, Ohio area family. So let's welcome them.
3: Thank you. Hello, hello,
0: hello. Hello. What a <laughs> I feel like I could bow or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that great introduction. Hi, everybody. We
2: are all... I'm feeling good. I'm excited about tonight. How are you?
0: Great and grand and wonderful. And every positive adjective just really... It's not really a word to explain how I am. Just overjoyed, I guess. Overjoyed. That is... So happy um, to present the Unwelcome Committee you your listeners.
3: Yes, yes. Thank Chastity, you how are for you? having us as your guest. I'm doing great. Um, thank you for oh my goodness. giving us this opportunity um, to speak on your show on a different dialogue. I know it's not something that you usually do, but um, I think uh, your listeners will be very intrigued and um, something that is different. And... Um, I'm 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 blessed to say that you're having us. So, looking forward to the conversation.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I I'm just it's it's an honor and it's a pleasure and I'm sitting here like a giddy little girl cuz I'm like, "Oh, they're here. They're here." <laughs> and, you know, we have a lot of time where we can really get into some things and um we can really spend some time talking. We spend a lot of time talking behind the scenes, but I think, I think this is a great opportunity to be able to kind of bring some of those things that we talk about behind the scene to the forefront so people can really understand like what this process was. And, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, you know, it took us four years to complete yeah. this book yeah. And so and so many friend. things
3: have changed since that since oh. those four years, too. Oh. Think of, so, think, I mean, you know look back on those four ask... years and... No, no, no.
2: I just was going to say, you know what I wanted to ask you guys? Because there's a slight delay, so if it sounds weird, that's probably what it is. Like, there's a little delay.
3: Gotcha. Okay. I so got uh, what okay. I wanted
2: to ask you is... I wanted to ask both of you this and I've never asked either one of you this question. Um, When I always tell the story uh, to people about, you know, cause they always say, well, how did you guys meet? And I said, Oh my gosh, you know, we met online and blah, 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 blah. And, um, they say, wow, you know, like you, you guys didn't meet in a group or anything. And I said, no, like we literally met like on Facebook. I don't remember who requested who, because I guess at that time we were all reaching out, trying to find and grasp for people that we knew could re- we could relate to. Right. And so, but- yeah, I wanted to um, ask you guys this one question, because I. Um, we know that 10 people started out with us. But for whatever reason, it, it dwindled down. And we talk about that a little bit in the book. But what made the both of you, and you guys can both answer this, um, what made you guys stick with the with, with this project?
0: Well, for me, this is Maureen, um, just the importance of it. Because I remember... You know, in the early days when there was 10 of us meeting, and it was like, I okay, I knew there was going to be a – this time would come. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I just knew within me I was going to stay through the whole – I didn't know the process. (laughs) I've never written a book, although I've always wanted to write, But and that's another book, but (laughs) I just never – no, I just I, I it was never within me that it wasn't going to happen, but it just took longer. I guess I didn't think it was going to be four years, but I just <laughs> right. knew <there> was, <laughs> I just knew it was going to happen. My thing was, you know, because there were months where we didn't meet. There were a long, there were big gaps of time when a lot of things were going on. And I remember, I don't know if it was 2014, maybe, and I sent you an inbox, Khadija, was like, let's get the band back together. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. let's, you know, let's do this. It was always, I don't know, Khadija, I just wanted, knew this work was so important. And we're we're seeing it. I just had a conversation today with somebody. Mm -hmm. Their loss is not a spouse or even a person. Their loss is a, a sibling her sister is in a coma and has been for five years. And she called, we had a nice conversation about, I think she had maybe an aneurysm, maybe stroke, I'm not sure, but she's comatose at home for five years. And that's a loss to this particular lady. Mm-hmm. And so it's all kinds of losses. But to your question, I just knew the importance of it because people, we're not the only three people who have had severe. Grief involved. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. So it was always. I think with me and me. I think to Helping. We need. We knew it was so important to reach other people. Mhm.
2: And Chasity, what about you? What What kept you going on? Because we have we have a whole other story behind the scenes. Right. <laughs> I don't know when we're gonna right. tell that story.
4: Yeah, I, know, uh, I don't know. I
2: know. Yeah, that's a whole nother. And to me, it's a beautiful story, um, right? Right. I think it speaks to no. Our
3: I think um, tenacity. yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. No, I I agree. I I believe that's a whole nother segment, probably. But yes, um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but um, the reason why to answer your question, um, why I stuck through, I was still freshly grieving. Um, and, you know, it was still going through the roller coaster, which I, I believe we all were, but still I think it was a little bit more fresher for Maureen and I, um, you know, being a little bit newer in the grieving process. And um, I stuck through it because it was more therapeutic for me, um, knowing I was having the other sisters around to be able to latch on to. And be able to have that support and the people that really understood me and got it. And um, I'll hung on to that because I did not have a lot of that support on the outside. Um, Yeah. You have your people that come and like care and, you know, you're always going to have your people, your circle, but when they were gone and they left the house or, you know, they stopped calling, I knew I had this to hang on to. And so really, it was probably therapy, um, therapeutic. Um, it helped me get through. And knowing at the end of this, kind of like Maureen said, it was going to be helping others. But really, in the end, the reason why I stuck through it is because I needed it. So.
2: Mm. Powerful, yeah. powerful.
0: What is, is very profound, Jess, and mm-hmm. I concur. <laughs> That's all yeah. I can say. Right. I concur with that statement. It helped yep. that was my of course I went through therapy and groups and this but mm-hmm. I think what she said this was my therapy.
3: Exactly.
0: It helped it, yep. our calls with you guys, it just helped me because why? You guys understood. Exactly. You even, were you went through it. <laughs> so even if I just sat there and listened. Yeah. That was therapy. I didn't have to really say anything it's sometimes because I'm just listening to you guys talk and, or just to know that you're there. Like my like Chastity said, it was, it was so, it was really therapeutic. Right. To me, mm-hmm. it got me
3: through. Yep. Exactly.
2: I don't think I've told this part of our story publicly. I think I might've talked to people behind the scenes, but when we first started writing the book I was getting ready to be homeless and so we would get on those calls every week and then I get off the phone and I have to pack up boxes or I get off the phone and think oh my god where am I going with my children or I get off the phone and I think what am I going to do and I remember One day, um, Janice, who still to this day, she didn't, she didn't, um, she wound up doing something else, but she was still behind the scenes being very supportive. And I remember this one day she called and she said, um, did you guys have the meeting You know, this week? And I said, oh, yeah, we had a meeting. And it, oh, it was fantastic because some of those beginning calls that we used to do were, oh, my God, those were some of the best calls right. ever.
4: Mm-hmm. I got to go
2: back and see if I can um, find some of the replays just to be able to go back and listen to them, even if I can't download them. Because I just remember this one day she called and I said, girl, you know, this last call we had, oh, you got to go listen to that. And oh I gave her the you know, replay, and, and she went back, and she said, oh, my God, that was so incredible. Um, But I just remember having moments like that. And when I was talking to her, <laughs> the day I was talking to her, I was sitting in the parking lot of a food bank yeah. because I had mo- finally found a, an apartment. But, you know, you, you when you're trying to scrape up every dime, you know, you're not mm-hmm. left with much to have food. And so I'm talking to her and, you know, like we're having this amazing conversation. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm sitting in a food bank <laughs> talking to her about this, this, this call and this group of women and this, this cause that we've taken on. God, it, this has to be something special. This has to be something special well, for right. this kind of disparity, this kind of polarity to exist in my life right now. And mm-hmm. I remember Maureen, you put in the group today, like one of the, the early emails, you found one of the early yeah. emails. What was that like for you to see that
0: email? I was amazed, cause I was like, Thank you, God. Because I immediately copied it and put it in our group um, mm-hmm. that we three have. And I was like, I know they would love to see this because, frankly, you guys, I did not know. I forgot about that email Four years ago. It was from September of 2012. And I looked and the attachment had everybody, Janice is on there, Cassie's on there, I'm on there, Daniela's on there, Lanika's uh, uh, on there, everybody's. Uh, uh, well, at that time, email and phone number is on there. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, why did I find that now? But God, Mm -hmm. because you're at this stage. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. And so in the email you sent, and I know I remember getting it four years ago, but I did not know that I put it in my saved mail. I was in my saved mail looking for a totally different, Something, it had nothing to do with it. It was a totally different thing I was looking for because I put important stuff in my safe mail like that. And so um, I was like, wow. But that, you know, it was it was just a testament of, I just say that we were just three tenacious ladies who just was going to get the job done. We were full of tenacity and that we were determined no matter what. And my whole thing with oh, all this is we're, and I explained to people four years, we're in the storm writing the book. Look at it like that. Mm-hmm. We're in We're right. in the storm. We were writing the book. We're trying to do this thing in the community and everything. Um, You know, the storm and the waves aren't as fierce now, but still they are still there.
4: Yes. Okay, so yeah.
0: we're, I can look at it like that. That's how, but yeah, it was really, and when you talked about um, the food bank, I can relate. Okay. Although mm-hmm. we did, we're we're here. We moved back to Cleveland. I had to live in Akron. Job, you know, financial people can read the books about my financial story and learn a lesson. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But we can relate to the food bank situation.
2: Absolutely, Chastity. What did you think when you saw Maureen post that email in the group? Uh,
3: my first reaction or my first thought was, "We did it." look how far we came and just to know again, just kind of going back to knowing we just stuck it, stuck it to get, stuck it out. You know, we stayed on it and Mm. no matter. And, you know, like I said, you know, we had long pauses. We had breaks. We came to a point where it might've, I, I I don't know you guys can agree, (laughs) but I think we came to a point where it was going to just end Um, uh we're gonna okay
2: we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it i'm i'm glad you brought it up let's talk about it because i think it'll be i think it will be uh therapeutic i think that it will i think it will go in line with with what we decided we wanted to do (laughs) with the well you know what Mm -hmm. do we say we say it's raw and it's uncut yep. and honest. it's the real, and it's the honest story. And so mm-hmm. I want to talk about that because, and we'll get to, you know, family, if you're listening, we'll get to what that actually, what we're talking about. Cause it sounds kind of like, well, what are you talking about? But anyway, um, I just want to open it with this. Uh, around the time when we we had started writing and, uh, I moved into my new apartment and you know that storm passed. Um, I started writing in a manifestation journal. And I remember one time I said, you know what, we're writing this book, you know, I'm gonna start writing into our future. And I started writing how we were going to be on tour. We were going to be all over the U S we were going to be, you know, news stations and TV stations and, and just, you know, we're going to be meeting Oprah, like literally like just writing into our future about this book. And I wrote it and then I kind of put it away. And then we started having a Rocky period. And that Rocky period was, really mostly chastity and i we're both leos we're both strong we're both um stubborn Stubborn. (laughs) we're both
0: (laughs) uh, both at the
2: same time yes we're both Mm -hmm. very much like if we feel we know something or we're right about something like we're gonna stand in it and that's gonna be it and so Mm -hmm. i will say on my end part of it was knowing that And then there was another part where I was like, she is entering into the angry stage. Uh huh. Right. And everything is going to make her angry. Everything is making her angry. And so I remember sometimes we would get on the call and I would feel you withdrawing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, she's kind of like withdrawing. And I remember one time we had a conversation and I was like, you know, let me just reach out and call her and, you know, we could talk. And we had that one conversation and when we hung up, we were laughing and we were talking. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, like it happened again. And I was like, oh Mm -hmm. man, okay, Khadija, you know what this stage is. And what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about family is, Um, One of the things we want people to understand is that grief is not linear. It's not like one minute you're here, one minute you're there. It's one minute you could be up, the next day you could be down, the next second you could be angry, the next millisecond you could be frustrated. I mean, there's so many different emotions going on. And so um, right. There is a period right. of time where you are angry at everything and everyone. We all experienced mm-hmm. it. And so and that person there was a part,
3: thing to you.
2: Yeah, it, it, it has nothing to do with, well, mm-hmm. they did something or well, they said something. It's just you're angry, period. Yep. <laughs> you're angry. It's right. like, you know, why did this happen to me? Why did, you know, why my husband? You know, why our family? You know, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is going through your mind. And um I knew that, like, like down deep down in the pits of my soul, I knew that's what it was. But I let my ego get into the way. Like there was a part of me that was like, "Listen, just just let it go. She's, you know, it's not personal, Khadijah. It's not personal. It's not personal. It's not personal." And then it was like, "Okay, no, I can't take it because just that's just my personality."
4: Mm-hmm. And this is just me in, in giving my, case, my
2: side of it. This is just me giving my my how I viewed it. This is not like the whole story. So, um. You know, then there came a point where it was literally just Maureen and I doing the calls, and I know at one point you did say, "Chastity, like y'all, I just need a minute. Like I need a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna be over here. Yeah, well, y'all do the calls and just look, like, keep me abreast, but I need a moment." And I think when when you when you got to that point, I kind of knew like things might be okay because you right, said right. like, "I need a minute," and you know, I was recognizing. Oh, is that, okay, so that's what, so I'm going to let you pick up from here.
3: Well, from what I remember, because it was really a foggy time for me, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember bits and pieces, but when you're in that moment of anger and frustration and, again, it has nothing to do with you, you know, Um, it's, it's nothing to do with the person and... What they're doing or what they're saying, but it has all to do with your just anger because about your life. Why am I here? Why is my husband not here? Why is my Why do I have to deal with my child who's crying for their dad every single day that he's not here? And it had nothing to do with that, and you know, about you and I and our relationship, but more about me going through a different stage in my grief. And um, I just knew at one point I just like I have to take myself away from this because I'm not only affecting myself and, you know, other people around me in person, but the people that I talk to on a daily basis were trying to get this book together. I knew it was time. I just had to take a break. And um, if I knew I didn't, it probably would have broke. I probably would have, I probably would have, I probably would have left the group, you know, if I would have kept going, but I'm glad I recognized it. And then I think a part of me was a little upset. And I think we Mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit that, Mm -hmm. I felt like you didn't, you know, you weren't being more accommodating because of me being in that anger stage, and you knowing that's where I was. So then I think we kind of butted heads mm-hmm. a little bit more because I didn't, right. because I was thinking, well, she knows this, and you know, why is she cutting me some slack? You know, and um, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> but but knowing the Le- like we said, we're both Leos, and I know exactly mm-hmm. how that is, and um, just how we think and operate um sometimes you know we just sometimes got to take a step back and take a breath and um but i really truly think if i did not take a break um and you know finally step up and say i need to take a break and i don't think i've ever told you guys this because i mean you guys could have been like take a break see you later you know uh, we've done this work for the last month you know three weeks whatever it was It might have been longer i don't remember i didn't count the weeks but you know Mm -hmm. you could have said you know see ya but you didn't, you know, so that that's, you know, that's another part. You know, I do appreciate you guys still moving forward, you know, trying to keep me in the loop somewhat, you know, posting things on the page, you know, um, doing what you could, but still allowing me that time to have that break because I really was in a mental breakdown. I really believe that I, I was, you know, yeah. um, And I, I think one thing I think one thing to point out is, as I think at that point, I started getting into that point where I was, you know, had taken so much care of my son, you know, getting him, him, his help, getting him where he needed to be. And he was finally at a point where he was okay that I finally had to just let everything go. Like it was just, now, mm. I was like, I need to take care of myself. And then I started re- recognizing where I was in my grief process. So. Mm.
0: That's profound. That's
3: just, yeah. That's mom. Because,
0: what yep. you just described, Chastity, was me that first year uh from two thousand ten to two thousand eleven. I didn't yep. take care of myself at all. It was all yep. I was in child protection mode.
3: <laughs> yep. And I crashed yep. a year later. But mm-hmm. um that anger And I think mine was a little later later than yours. Like I was go, go, go for two, two and a half years probably with Corey, my son, and I was nonstop like that was my, that was my priority like I mm-hmm. I mean like all of us moms I mean that's you know our kids are our priority but I did not take take a lick of care of myself at all didn't allow myself to grieve I stayed busy I mean I didn't even want to think twice about anything about myself because I Corey my son was the number one priority and so I think you know it's probably what two and a half three years into this that's when it finally I was having that breakdown, and that's why that all started having a domino effect.
0: So, um, that's it. from my perspective, because I was watching or you know listening, yes. him, I felt the tension between you guys. It was really thick, and I just was thinking that with Corey graduating, so I sensed it. I don't know, two years before he graduated, before you took a, uh, I just call it a sabbatical from mm-hmm. the because, um because she would, you would say, I don't know if you realize it, Chassie, you would say a lot of things that made, well, at least me think that you were really concerned about that and becoming a. you didn't mm-hmm. say it, but becoming an, I was thinking it, becoming an Empty influencer. nester. Mm-hmm. And you were still having some behavioral, or you guys were having some back and forth going on, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking that, yeah, it's a lot going on, and it's a lot of stress, okay, mm-hmm. all that you guys went through, and mm-hmm. um, how old was he when um, passed away, like 12? Yeah, and, he was 12. Um, mm-hmm. Then he was maybe 16 and all, and he's going up and becoming a man and leaving, and it was just a big, to me, a big ball of stress
3: going on. And you had other things going on. You probably yeah. hit it right on the nose, and if anything, it was probably because they say anxiety is another underlining and anxiety was probably, right. it's probably, you know, fear, you know, that was fear, anxiety and turning into anger. And that was probably, you probably had it right there you on the nose. It was probably my anxiety circling into fear, and, you know, and then fear turning into anger because I, because that was, because, you know. I think this is all of us. We want that control as a mom, you know, and I I was feeling I was losing that control because he's growing up. He's going to be going off to college. He's graduating. Well, guess what? I wasn't ready for that. So I think part of me was like, I'm losing him too, you know? And so Uh it turned into just a bunch of other feelings of anger and anger of like, you know, Daryl, why did you have to jump off the boat with no damn lifeguard, you know, life jacket? Why did you Why you have to leave that day when right. I told you not to leave? We are cooking dinner. You're supposed to stay home and eat, you know. I mean, just it's just little things, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing how it turns into things, you know. Um,
0: and I just look at, I don't know, and it's like when you, you look at all this, I, it's fine. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but losses, because I remember, like, I, when I moved here back to Cleveland, and it was a lady across the hall, and she's really nice, and she didn't know how nice you had been, and how I was holding the baby in the and and how hurt I was, and she didn't even really know my story. And she moved a few years after that. I felt, and it was just a neighbor moving, didn't know her, but a few years, I felt a profound love. Do you guys feel that even stuff, small stuff like that, lo- lost? We feel lost deeper, I guess, is what when people leave out of our lives. Yeah. We absolutely. I so felt yeah. really bad for two days when she told me she was moving, because she had been so mm-hmm. nice to us. And then I'm thinking to myself, why am I feeling that? I didn't even know her that well, but she was nice, and we had conversations and things. And um, you know, and she was really the first person. I mean, my sisters up here in her family, but that really talked to me when we moved back from Akron. And so, um, you guys feel that when just people move out of your life like that, you feel it differently normally a neighbor moving like that who I had didn't even know that much well wouldn't have affected me that way but it did
2: oh what no do you think? Rem, um I I remember um I didn't even go into it in the book but um I'll go into a little bit of it now um I remember my first real relationship after you know my husband died. And it was like a two-year relationship and when that relationship ended, it was like grief and loss all over again wow. And wow. even to this mm-hmm. day I, I'm I'm having to train myself to kind of like it, you know if you if I notice that a, a situation or a friendship is is ending, you know I just have to allow it to happen and not look at it so serious and that takes time you know like certain things happen now like I had a friendship with someone mm, a year ago and we are we're no longer friends it's not even that we have um like we had this big blowout or anything we just kind of moved away from each other and I don't have ill thoughts about her I don't um I I look at the time that that we did have together as like a blessing, and you know we, you know, I remember her fondly, and I think about like, you know, we used to laugh a lot, and you know, we did a lot of good things with one another, and I think part of that is um, when dealing with the grief, and I was telling somebody this the other day that you go from looking at that time with your husband, at least I do. I in the beginning it was like. Oh, God, his life was cut short at 37. Oh, God, my children are going to grow up without their father. And I looked at it from a place of like tremendous loss. And it took me a process to get to this place where I am today that says, oh, my God, look at what he got to do and all of that in that time and that in those 37 years. You know, he, he became a firefighter. That was like one of his dreams. And, you know, we did have five children and, you know, he left pieces of him here and we got 16 years of marriage. And, you know, it took a while to get to that place. You're not, you don't automatically arrive at that place. And so now when I, when certain things happen in my life where it's time to let go of a situation or a relationship, I think like, I'm thankful I had that time with that person. You know, but it's it's a process right. to get to that place. It's not like you right. arrive there. Cause let somebody had told me my husband was in a better place, and well, look at the time, y'all. Let somebody had said that to me in two thousand seven, they would got punched right. in the face,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Right. So, I, you know, that's a question I want to pr- propose to both of you guys. Like, where are you at now? In this journey of, you know, are you are you looking at it from that perspective, in any way, or is it still a challenge? Is, is it still an issue to see it in that way?
3: Uh, this is Chastity. Um, um I'm, I, I think I I just talked about this today with somebody. Um, I, I believe I've healed. I've been in a better place. I'm more peaceful with it. I'm in a better place. Um, absolutely open to dating. Um, will I always have, I always say that I have a piece of my heart. There's always going to be a hole in my heart. Um, I think Maureen mm-hmm. says this a lot too. It's like a scar, you know. It's, it's always going to be there. I'm always going to miss him. I'm going to miss the person that knew me best. Um, I just said that yesterday because yesterday was our, would have been our 15th wedding anniversary and we would have been together 15 years uh, married, 22 years total. And one of the things that I, I said was, I, you know, I'm going to miss the person that knew me the best and I'm going to miss the person I missed. I miss the companionship. Now, absolutely, I miss him as the person I knew and the person he was. But I miss our companionship. I miss the friendship. I miss the person that was there for me when I was having a bad day. I was—I miss the person that knew, knew, and got me. Um, you know, I miss those things. Um, but am I okay? Yes. Um, you know, um, I believe. I believe everyone who has lost their spouse or, you know, we'll get there. Um, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, Kandisha. I'm, I'm there, but I always, there's always going to be something, you know, it could be his birthday. Oh, absolutely. It could be an a, mm-hmm. a, um anniversary, just like yesterday, you know, your body knows it's weird, you know, yes. when you go through things like that, like, all I did yesterday was nap and take it easy and didn't do a mm. darn thing. And it was mm. because my body was telling me something and, um, and that's okay. And my son just, I don't think he even knew really what he did, but he just sent me a random tag on Facebook saying, I love you, mom. And I mean, no, uh-huh. for no reason. And I don't even know right. if he knows it really was our anniversary, you know, because I think I, I didn't post anything yet. But I mean, it's like little things like that. I mean, and then having, in, you guys can relate, our kids' milestones. I think that's what hurts my mm-hmm. heart the most right now. Is, right and the hardest part like I'm okay but it hurts my heart the most is having to see my son go through things without his dad or Mm -hmm. him not being able to rely on his dad he still makes comments to this day well dad was here it would be different if dad was here I would have a man teaching me this um -hmm. you know it's those things that hurt my heart more than anything and you know and that takes me back some but other than that I would say that I'm 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 in a good spot and healing does happen. Healing happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen.
3: Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. she gave us a good
0: word on this, this is, beautiful is, evening here. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. That yes. Is so awesome. It's not because I just agree. Because I just I'm wounded. The scars are always – but, you know, with the scars, um, I always look – I look at them, that's just proof of my survival and that we're thriving. And that's what me and my children are. We're on the road to thri- – uh, what you call Or what I say from survival to driver. From survival know, first, to driver. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of surviving. And I, I'm just going to be honest. I just thought I was going to be there. That's what my life is going to be, just surviving. And then it, at some point, something clicked. And it's like, do I want to live and have me and my children just surviving? I mean, it's great to survive. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. But we want to thrive. And thriving is surviving with fruit, to me. You know, and that means helping right. other people. Because there's other people walking behind us. There's people ahead of us. We're we talking to people from all stages of this, all phases, nonlinear, linear, whatever. They're just in all different boats on this. And I'm in a we're all still in a boat. And so some I am so much more what's that one of my favorite quotes on grief is you become a and I don't even have it memorized, but you're a more seasoned sailor when the waves because the yes. waves do come. We just basically we know how to manage the emotions of grief so much better than we did, say, when we were one year or six months or two years out. I'm six and a half years out. Okay. I can look back and definitely say to somebody who's maybe a year out that healing, like Kathy just said, healing does happen. And I can say that, and I believe they would believe me because they can hear my story of where I've been and where I'm, you know, with things I've been through and the, the children and the milestones. My daughter, Jordan, just started high school. Um, the baby who's not a baby anymore, but <laughs> Michaela is in first grade. Um, and all the things that they're going to going through, he wasn't right. there when was started walking and when she mm-hmm. was talking, just so much, you That's know. Right. And so, like, it it, and I believe
3: too that I think that is God's way of keeping us three women together. Because if you think about it, I never thought about this way until you just broke it down like that, Maureen. But think about it. Khadijah is a little ahead of us. And, you know, she's been through or she's got her kids through, some of her kids through college. And, you know, she's went through some of those milestones. And then I just recently got my son off to college. And now, look, you're kind of behind me. And he started, she started in high school. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like God meant us three to stay together because it's like we have Mm -hmm. all been there for each other through these milestones. And, and you can, like, I know how many times, I don't know how many times I call Khadijah about, you know, Corey, you know, college this, college that, and hurt him. You know, sharing stories about your your daughter and son, and you know, whatever. And it's like, and now you know, you you know, Jordan starting high school, and right. um, it you know, and you probably you know, we'll talk about that later down the road. And like he starts graduating, right. and you know, just I mean, it's just things mm-hmm. like that. It's like you know, you look back on those, and you just you, that's God. There, you know, that is God. Mm-hmm. You know. I didn't even pick up mm-hmm. on yeah.
2: that, yeah. that That's another one. Yeah. You know what? You are dropping the heat tonight. Oh, no. For no. some some somebody that, that does not like yeah. to do public speaking, you sure no, no. are bringing it to us tonight, sister girl. I just have to say that oh. to you.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you,
0: chastity. I'm behind the scenes. I right. I'm, right. The I'm like, what? Who? Behind what scenes?
2: Where? When? Right. We don't right. believe you. Uh, you need more people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, that Leo, that Leo side coming out on me a little bit more. So, Ooh, awesome. It was, I mean, I just think
0: people who will listen to this, and you spoke on Encadicia earlier. I think that. We have the different, uh, we we met for four years, so there's a lot of uh, different content on the things we talked about that really deep conversations. And I knew what this would be about because it's just like the conversations that we've had for the last four years. You know, right. just sisters getting together over a cup of tea or coffee and just shooting the breeze on the issues right. of our life Is what it's all right. about. I love
3: it. I love it, Mike. Right. One thing before we move on from this topic is um, it's just recently I posted on our Facebook page that we have on Facebook, the Unwelcome Committee on Facebook, um, and so many people um, gravitated towards it, but it kind of goes with this topic. I posted a, a um, quote saying, you think you're, you're being broken, but you're really being broken open, and that's where mm. the healing happens. In those broken places if you allow it and you know one thing i mentioned in the post is you know, healing happens one conversation at a time thought by thought prayer by prayer tear after tear that run down our cheeks healing is so varied and often happens without us even knowing it's happening but it does happen be easy on yourself and don't feel guilty for feeling happy feeling the feelings will help you move forward so you've got to feel to heal and I just wanted to share that because I think that kind of wraps up our, this, you know, this little part that we're talking about right now, but this piece on our Facebook page gravitated to so many people that, Mm -hmm. you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, people are in agreement. So, you know, other people have went through that process too and came out on the other end. So um, I think it's just important to know that, you know, whoever's listening that, you know, healing does happen. So Yeah. And I invite all of our uh, listeners to go on
2: over to uh, our Facebook page. It, uh, if you type in the unwelcome committee, it will come right up. Um, I do want to thank my sisters for being the the. They've been the. They've been doing the Wizard of Oz on our page. Yeah, <laughs> they've just yeah. been handling all of the behind the scenes, you know, bells and whistles and. It, 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 you know, it, it's a phenomenal page and we're going to definitely uh, do more things. We have more exciting things coming up. We're going to be doing Facebook live and sharing some more uh, tidbits with you guys with the book. And we just have an, a lot of amazing things coming down the turnpike. And I, one of my favorite quotes, and that's something that you will hear with us. We love quotes. Quotes got us through yeah. a lot of this. You know, yes, so you'll always Jesus. hear us. You will always hear us throwing out quotes because, and we have a whole bunch of quotes in our book. And uh, we have, I think we have like a whole little chapter de- dedicated
3: to, to quotes. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We have
2: like a small little chapter just for quotes. But I'm telling you, um, Sometimes they get you through because I remember when my husband passed, maybe a year after he passed, I read this quote by Napoleon Hill and it said something and I'm paraphrasing it, but it says um, every seed, every, no, not every seed, every heartache, every failure, every disappointment has a seed of good in it. Mm -hmm. And Mm I, I, remember reading that quote and saying, how in the world am I going to find a seed of goodness in such a horrendous thing that has happened? Right. And I would read that quote like over the years, Over the, it took like maybe four or five years for me to finally understand what that was. And I'm looking at you guys and I'm looking at, and every time we do some kind of press, we do radio or or call. My love and my respect and my admiration grows for the both of you because I see where we've all come from. And just to mm-hmm. see like where we are now, to, to hear you Chastity sharing the things that you're sharing and opening up and allowing mm-hmm. Everyone else the world to see what we see mm-hmm. behind the scenes it means so much mm-hmm. you know to hear to hear you Maureen you know jump in and share and and it's so matter of fact it's not it doesn't even sound like something you had to rehearse or think about it's just a part of who you are um, those are the seeds when I see things like that when I see um, people. Saying how they were affected by the book, and you know how it brought up things in their family, and I do want to talk about that tonight. You know, the feedback that you guys have been getting, you know, from your end, you know, how, what has that been like for you, and you know, what are you what are you getting from from hearing that feedback, and what kind of feedback are you getting? I know that's a lot, but pick pick something up and take it. <laughs>
0: It's just people hear it, and it doesn't like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be a loss of a spouse or a loss of a person at all. It's just loss in general people can relate to like I mentioned the one um friend who was talking about her sister in the coma for five years she's that relationship she's well no one's saying that she won't ever wake up but after five mm-hmm. years, you just never know, but there's, whatever, there's a loss there. And then people yeah, have, lo- exactly. I, someone, I had a conversation with someone, it, they were like loss of hopes and dreams. It's just mm-hmm. loss. And um, how to manage and cope with the feelings that come behind, because there's always going to be some feelings behind. Now, of course, the most severe loss is the loss of someone close to you, um, but People are just, you know, lost. And they talk about it because everyone has lost some kind of something in their life and they are hurting from it. A lot of people just bury it inside. But when something like this comes open, um, it opens the door to conversations of healing. Basically, right. It's it's cathargic. It's cathargic, meaning that it helps. And, Cassie, you mentioned it earlier. You got to feel those feelings in order right. to heal. Healing doesn't happen until the feelings are felt. And a lot of times we want to avoid those feelings. We self-medicate. We do things. We pretend. And I'm just saying stuff that I've done, you know. Mm-hmm. And just, right. But at the end of the day, you have to realize the healing process, you don't get healed until you go through the healing process exactly. and that does not feel good at all and that's why the unwelcome uh, committee is here. we people think they can't get through it because it's so hard and painful but it's rough of us have, it's raw yeah <laughs> it's raw and rough and just mm. everything negative and so you right. we're here to let people know that there is another side to where you're at
4: Yep. You don't want to
0: believe it or not, because I wouldn't. Somebody like me say six years ago, and I'm talking to myself six years ago in the past, like a time machine. I wouldn't have listened to me. I don't know. I would have looked at me as a beacon, and maybe someday I get there type deal. But um, it would have gave me some hope, and that's what I hope this unwelcome Committee does: gives people hope. A lot of people mm-hmm. want to throw in the towel. Throw in the towel means a lot. Mean mm-hmm. a different thing to anybody. It can mean suicide, it can mean thoughts of suicide, it can mean just going away. It means a lot because I don't want people to throw in the towel. Throwing a the towel is always a negative thing. So mm-hmm. I'm always speaking with stuff I've felt like throwing before in life. So I know what, this, what a lot of people may have going through their minds who are dealing with these type of feelings.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Chastity, what about you? Cuz you've been having wow, some you've been yeah. having some incredible. I mean, today when you posted uh you know about your friend, I literally started crying on the spot. Like I was like,
4: yeah. "Oh
3: my god." So what is well, it been like? Yeah, for you? I've, I've been just getting um, various feedback and testimonies of just it's it's just been amazing, but one of the things that sticks out in my mind and I've, I've reached, you know, several people have reached out to me, about, you know, kind of this kind of loss, but it's a loss they've had 20 some years ago of their father and, Ooh. um, or their mother. Um, and one, you know, one comment was said was, you know, I can't wait to read your book cause I can kind of understand where my mother went through, you know? Um, um, and then part of it was I'm kind of scared to read your book because I do to know what my mother went through, you know, or my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this, this particular one I got today was, you know, I'm um, you know, I'm looking forward to reading your book. He goes, you know, one thing that, um, that we started talking about, oh, I'm trying to remember, sorry, I've lost some train of thought here, but basically it was, she was very upset it was this week her father's 75th uh, birthday and he (laughs) has been gone since she was three years old and just reading some of my posts our posts on facebook and you know things like that got her upset crying and you know in a good way but she wants to wish she said she wished she could share some of those posts with her family that she don't dare to because she don't want to create you know drama and chaos and you know, and she went into talking about, you know, why can't they say his name? And, you know, he's still a person. I want to know about him. I want to know more about him. And she gave me a different perspective because, you know, I look at it, I look at that and. I started crying because, you know, here I am worried about other people not talking about him or saying, you know, my husband's name or bringing him up anymore. When it's my anniversary, you know, I have no family really acknowledging Or when it's his anniversary death, really only his mom and his sister and a few others are acknowledging him. But you know what? The main important thing was, is that this person brought to my attention is I'm doing it for Corey, my son. And mm-hmm. that he's going to look back years from now and he's still going to know who his dad is. He's still going to know him as a person. He's going to appreciate those memories and the things that you keep bringing up because he's going to one day want to share that with his kids. And he wants to have those memories sacred to him. And, you know, and I said, you know what, that just opened a whole nother piece for me because, you know, I find myself getting angry and upset and hurt by my own family, not acknowledging my late husband are bringing up a name, even his own family, not even bringing his name up anymore. And, you know, and I said, after I had that discussion today, I was like, you know what? She just opened up a whole nother side for me that it's not about them and it's not nothing about them, but what I'm doing, it, I'm doing it for my son and he's going to be able to know his dad. And that's because I'm keeping his memory alive and that's all that matters. Um, You know, and then I have other people reaching out to me. I mean, um, I have people, I probably once a week, someone saying, I know someone that has lost, you know, a brother, uh, uh, their husband. Can you send them a book? Um, Can you friend request them so they can talk to you if they want to? Um, I had one that went through losing their daughter um then lost mm. their brother-in-law then lost their sister their cousin all in one year and <clears throat> um she, now we are connected on Facebook as friends and she's continually you know just keeping up on on uh, the unwelcome committee on Facebook and then my post on my personal page and just connecting with me on a grief level i mean there are some and today in fact i got another response saying that um one one of my really good friends um her husband's cousin, who lives in Puerto Rico, actually, so I got some more information after I talked to her, lost her husband in June to cancer. Don't know what type of cancer. Um, but she um, told her about our book, and she said she's going to purchase it right away. And then not only that, she tagged her on our page today. And she responded quickly and said, I'm going to buy a book. Thank you for letting me know. I mean, so we have people, that's the thing I'm experiencing too. I have people that are reaching out to me to help me, to help us promote our book, you know, to help mm-hmm. give us ideas. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, even the ideas that may seem way out there, it's, to me, that's telling me that people are really knowing we're doing more than just writing this book. So, Uh I mean, like, I think I shared with you guys, Um, I don't watch the show, but I guess Dancing with the Stars is on right now. And there's a a storyline on there that someone's lost a parent, and I believe it's the mother and son that lost the father. I'm not quite sure, but she was telling me this whole story, and that, you know, my friend was like, maybe you need to reach out to them and, you know, send the book. And, you know, I mean, it's just... I mean, as far as special as it may sound to some people, that to me is just letting me know people are knowing we're doing bigger things than just writing this book. They see Mm -hmm. we're doing things, they they see that we are impactful and that we are doing it. (laughs) So uh, I'm just getting amazing testimony and feedback. So, and it's on a daily basis. Mm
0: -hmm. It's exciting. And it's, Mm -hmm. I like what you said, Chastity, it's bigger. I sensed it before we finished the book, but I know now it's bigger than us because people, when you're talking to people about it, their eyes get, well, at least I know probably do that too. Your eyes get big and they just immediately get it. (laughs) They start shaking their heads and they say, yeah. And it's like, and then everybody has a story about something that can relate to the unwelcome committee. And then right. I'm starting to think that everybody can relate to it. It's not just people with severe loss. It's people. If you're alive, there's. I believe there's only two things guaranteed in life: you're going to be born, and you're going to die. And um, everybody loses, or knows someone who has lost someone, and who are dealing with extreme emotions from grief. And this, like I like I said that. This book opens up the door to conversations on healing, okay? And that is helping people, it's getting people through some tough, tough times, the storm, and just I just hope people look at it and look at us as uh, symbols of hope, you know? Exactly. And, Cassie, I'm loving with because I'm hearing some of those stories you said I heard, but some of them I hadn't. And it's like mm-hmm. when you talk about people, I think people in my circle are just overwhelmed by. Hey, you wrote a book. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. and they don't even know what's about yet. And I'm like, yeah. And then we start talking, and it opens up a dialogue, and we just start right. talking. Mm-hmm. We just, oh, it's so wonderful. I want to get past that. I'm like, yeah, but what is it about? We want to help people, stuff like that. Exactly. So, exactly. I'm. Just, it's it's,
3: it's really very honored. impactful. Just impactful, yes. and. And I know Knesia and Marie know this, but for the listeners, I mean, um, I had just started networking myself, trying to network our book, and this happened in the very beginning, like probably what three weeks to a month ago. But um, you know, I was reaching out to local Christian radio stations, and you know, things like that. And um, I had someone respond from, and and this Christian radio station is pretty well known and is a big uh, radio station here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, we ended up meeting at Starbucks and just her testimony of what drew her in was kind of the same, kind of like another similar scenario, but she had lost her dad at the age of 12, which that was my son's age. And um, she told me that it drew her in so much because now she knew what her mom went through and her mom actually never came out of, you know, like like we had mentioned, the thriving or, you know, thrival to surviving and surviving to thrival, you know, to be thriving. Uh I mean, um, she never got out of that rut. And she really believed she passed away. Now she's passed away just last year, but she never got over the death of her husband. Um, She never um, centered herself in Christ, um, which, you know, is a big thing for her, she thought. And she just never, got into the mode of healing and she really thinks that affected her and her health. Um, but she drawn so much to our book and reached out to me to help us with further networking, which was a blessing. And, you know, we're still working on that, but, um, mm-hmm. and it's, you know that will come to fruition soon I hope but just to hear her testimony of why she I mean for someone that's you know pretty big in the area really well known and a really well known Christian radio station here in Dallas Fort Worth to reach out to me and then just give me a testimony about why it was why we draw, drew her in that was just awesome to me you know and to hear that and again we're hitting generations you know back in different generations. I mean, this happened 20 years ago, and yeah. um, and uh, she just told me how much it affected her and how you know that she wanted to read it because she really wanted to know what her mom really went through because they never had that discussion ever to the day she died. She they never talked about their grief. They never talked about, you know, what she went through, what she was thinking, why she did some of the things she did. And, you know, she even went into, you know, some personal things, you know, she was in the drug use and very promiscuous. And, you know, she was angry at her mom for some of her choices and everything. just because she never got out of that rut. And um, so she thinks that reading our book, she would, it would help her understand why she made some of those choices. So, uh, but that's just, that's just another huge testimony of drawing people in. And this person hasn't, and these are people that really haven't even read our book yet. I think most, about 90% of my testimonies are people that are helping, you know, saying here, I need you to give them the book or, you know, I haven't read your book yet, but I'm excited because ABC, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. these are some pretty amazing testimonies before they even read our book. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. and, um. And I think we're going to continue, as we
0: have been saying to each other, get ready. We're going Mm -hmm. to continue to hear uh, those testimonies and just just get ready for that. Because there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands and hundreds of thousands of these type of stories that we're going to hear. Because I'm thinking, um, and I may have mentioned it, the Unwelcome Committee is teaching people that... There, you can grieve, it's okay to grieve, and to stop putting judgment on grievers, because I, yes. uh, I hear a lot about people having, they don't say these words, but it sounds like to me, the people in people's lives wanting them to suck their grief. I hear a lot of people who are really hurt being told to get over it. And maybe okay.
2: somebody just passed away three months. That's ago. A, that's that's and like I'm, taking the scab off, you
0: know. I I just right. it makes and my just, skin crawl. It it makes me so angry. You talk about anger. <laughs> I just uh-huh. for people and see with me. Um, and I was you know it's different, but I didn't get that a lot because I just think I kind of was the type of person to stay away from people because I didn't want to make them uncomfortable and so and right. I never shared and it wasn't and, and I'm not going to say it was not healthy I was isolating myself and this type of situation causes more isolation because I found that a lot of people just didn't know how to deal with me and just handle me or talk to me and just so I just went away So. They to make not make them uncomfortable, and so that wasn't good either. But see, that's why the group came, and us having these conversations has been so helpful for me. But people are out there, amongst people being told to stuff their grief and get over stuff, or like you said, Khadijah, oh, he's in a better place. He, yeah, but I don't want to hear that if he just died last month. I can't hear that right now. <laughs> I can't hear that. I couldn't hear that on hmm. August
2: fourteenth. I couldn't hear that. No, you know, he right, died August thirteenth. Right. I couldn't hear that a year later. You know, and um, yeah, I, this work. You know, the more we talk about this, and the more that we're out here getting this message out, so that people can really understand that this is no, this is no small task. This is no easy uh, calling that we're taking on. Uh, with this movement it's a movement it's a it's it's like you said it's something bigger than us and I don't think I even realized the magnitude of what it really was going to be I I think I was just focused on let's finish the book let's finish the book let's get it out let's get it out because you know it's a goal and we want to you know get it out but when I think when it happened for me like this is bigger than what I thought was when uh, Christina, who wrote our foreword, Christina Saunders, wrote our foreword Mm -hmm. for us. And um, she can be found at Lost and Found U. I think it's L-O-S-T, the letter N, -N F-O-U-N-D, the letter U, dot com. Uh, She's a Christian life coach, and she's a very dear friend. She was the first person that hipped me to the fact that this was bigger than just what we wrote because we really came in Mm -hmm. with the intention that we were talking to our widows and i think we're still you know you know when i think about it i think what would i want someone to have told me during this time you know what what do i want them to know that that message that core message i think is still there but but we're talking to so many more people <laughs> than we could right, even yeah. have imagined to really get and get you guys, listeners, family, to understand that um grief, loss, we gotta start talking about it. We gotta stop right. uh sweeping it under the rug. We gotta stop poo-pooing people and 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 we know life goes on. And I think that was the most hurtful thing is that you know life stopped for everyone else for a week or two but for us life wasn't going Goes on, on. I mean, it was years later it <laughs> was right. years later that we had we kind of right. like had to catch up um so yeah. we really we really want you all to understand and if you are listening and you have someone in your family who's experienced any kind of loss. And at this stage, it's any loss. It's a child. It's an uncle. Mm-hmm. It's a, If you were close to someone, I don't care who it was, your grandmother, and you just really, um, you really haven't been able to process it, pick up this book so that you can understand that you are not going crazy. If you are listening, and maybe you haven't lost, but you know someone who has pick up this book so that you can understand what your loved one is going through and and why they're doing
3: the things they're doing. Why they're doing the The things things that they're doing.
2: And I didn't Mm -hmm. realize this at the time, but that chapter on lessons learned that chapter, even though we wrote that for our widows, like here's the things that we learn. That chapter is also very helpful for those people who don't know what to do. Um, to help their loved one process the Mm -hmm. Go to that chapter. No, what I was wanting to say too, and kind
3: of intercept kind of, Since we're on this line of testimony about what our book is, if you don't mind, Khadija, if I could share a couple of our um, testimony reviews that we've received. Yes. Um, um, One person said, a powerful, inspirational read. And I think this kind of goes with what you're saying. It's not just about being a widow and losing a spouse. And this person here verifies that. Um, This person said, what an inspirational read. These three women shared so much of themselves and their personal journeys before and after becoming widows. I shed tears and can only imagine what their stories will mean to other widows as well as to others dealing with grief and loss. I admire their willingness to share intimate details of the periods of weakness their marital challenges, the depth of their grief, their struggles to move forward, their strengths and their triumphs. I I wish each of them much joy and blessings as they continue their journeys. That's Mm. just one of our uh, five-star reviews, but that's just right there is a testimony of, you know, even if you're not a widow, as well as to others dealing with grief and loss. I mean, she, she, she pinpointed there for us and her her, her tagline was, A Powerful, Inspirational Read. Um, mm-hmm. wow. And, um, um, I mean, we're, we're blessed to receive these reviews, but it just kind of goes yes. to show you. Um, one, another one wrote, Well-written and inspiring. Um, the Unwelcome Committee is a great book for so many reasons. Each of the women tell their story of the overwhelming loss of their husbands. Reading their stories made me realize that we have all our own way of dealing with death. Although each one of these women lost their husband, I was left with the sense that each of them were able to learn how strong they are as they continue to live their lives with meaning and a message for us all. I recommend Mm. this book for anyone who has lost a loved one or knows someone who is grieving. I just thought I'd kind of, we're kind of in that moment of sharing and talking about the book and, um, and, if you know anyone can go to the on amazon and search the unwelcome committee book and you know read the rest of our reviews as well but um those two are just powerful and it's right there um just to show and share that it's not just about being a widow and losing the spouse it's about grief overall so Mm
4: -hmm.
3: i think i really think that
0: what you said um as far as those reviews and it's a lot to take from every chapter that got lessons learned and to to that coping mechanism chapter because I know for me back in the early stages, just something tangible that I could pick mm-hmm. up, if anything, to help me get through those rough days. And um, all three of us, when I look at it, just write so profoundly on coping because that's a big thing with people in this, in these feelings. How are you coping with it? Sometimes you just breathing in and out, you know, or just laying there right. in your bed and just praying to God to help you. I get that. But sometimes you do get out of bed When you do get up, and what do I do with myself right now? You can go here to the coping Mechanism and Chastity, Cadizia, Maureen. Got some things that I can pick up. Attention, just me, got and train. Um, Maureen talks about, uh, I think I talk about loving yourself. And was yes. talked about what was going on in her mind and letting people know that some of the thoughts that you have don't feel like it's just really out there because that's part of the process. So it just lets people know that. Yeah, what you're feeling is okay. Don't let anyone out there tell you that you're, you know, something's wrong with you, because you're grieving. You just lost forever, right. and it's been 30 days ago. And people expect you to get back to work and be this. You never. People don't realize you never go home again. That person you knew prior to that severe loss is never no more. Okay, that person's forever changed. And that hurts. They lose you because I'm not the same person I was. On April 6th of 2010 that I was on April 8th of 2010. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so people lost me the way I was, you know, That's if they were comfortable try. with that. I. You know, so there's, it's a metamorphosis. That's all I can say. It's a metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just honored, you know, <laughs> I'm just honored. To be a part of this whole thing, God is doing something big. That's all.
2: It makes everything. I I swear to y'all, it makes every single thing, every single time, every every day. I was homeless. Every day, me and Chastity wasn't talking. It just this moment right here makes it all worth it. I count, you know, you you hear, I count it all joy. Count it all joy. I count it all joy. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-oh. <gasps> I'm going to start shouting. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> that is so cool. That is so cool. Hallelujah. <gasps> <gasps> wow. I mean, I'm about to be Damn. in tears. I'm about to be in tears. Um, so you said a mouthful. I mean, it just It's a testimony. It's a huge testimony. And I just you know, even amongst everything, I tell if you got if you got a goal, no matter how long it takes, never give up and keep moving in the direction of your dream. You will get there. Okay, you will get there. Just if you're moving in that direction, you're gonna get there. That's this is a testimony to that. And it doesn't even have to do with grief. And that's another thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just Mm -hmm. keep moving. Keep, never give up, never stop, never quit. No matter how hard it, because it's been very hard, you guys. I think you always say that. Yes. And no matter, but the harder, I wouldn't say the harder it is, the more bigger, the blessing or something. I know I'm messing it all up. But you get it. So the harder it is. The harder it Chastity. is, the bigger the blessing or something like
2: that. This is what I really feel yeah. on this whole thing. Yeah. do you have any yeah. parting words you wanna impart on the audience and let people know and
3: I mean, um, I think we we set up I mean we all set a muscle tonight. I think we've done some great um, said some great things tonight and again, I mean I appreciate the opportunity, but um the unwelcome committee, I mean, I think it's on, it's our tagline we, we we relate, we understand, we listen, we care. Um, we're more than just a book um, reach out to us um, we're there um, We're at a spot where we can help someone through um, and sometimes even helping others I know even in during the process of my grief i I volunteered at a hospice wow, was not working. And um, that gave me an experience in different aspects, but that was helping me through too, you know, so helping others may sound crazy to some people. How can I help others when I'm a, when I'm a mess? I don't know, but it did, it helped me, you know, it kept me sane. Um, But no, but I'm I'm just going back to, in the nutshell, um, just the simplicity of why we're here, why us why we stuck to it, why we wanted to do this. So we wanted to do more than just a book. We wanted to educate. We wanted to be there. We wanted people to understand. And um again, we relate, we understand, we listen and we care. And um you know, that's that's all, you know, and healing happens.
2: Healing happens. Woo yeah. indeed, indeed. It's a
0: multiple it,
2: does. it does. We're proof of it, aren't we? We're proof of it. We walk in testimonies, living
0: proof. Yep. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm sure you're going to, you'll end the call with, you know, our, our website and our, you know, social media and, you know, where they can get the book. But, um, you know, I, I only hope that, you know, people will start. You know, doing the re- research and you know go to the unwelcomecommittee.com dot com and that's where you can start. You know,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want everyone to stay tuned because we have a lot of amazing things coming down the pike. Uh, we will be shortly uh, beginning uh, the recordings for a podcast, so stay tuned for that. Um, stay, stay plugged into us. The way you'll be able to find out. All of this information is if you stay plugged in, uh, following us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the Unwelcome Committee. You'll be finding out all of our events. We'll be doing, like I said before, some Facebook Live so we can start talking and having some conversations about this. Real conversations. Not like, and so, you know, you know, first stage of grief is anger. But real conversations. Mm-hmm. Sharing some real things that have happened, you know, in our lives and just how we were able to deal with those um, situations. And also, um, you can go to Amazon and purchase the book. If you look on the radio page, I have all the links listed. You can just go click. It'll take you right to Amazon. Or you can go to Amazon yourself and type in The Unwelcome Committee. Uh, another conversation we're going to have probably once we start the pro- the podcast is, why is the book named The Unwelcome Committee? We didn't talk
3: about that tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. We and we don't forget, you call. can also on Amazon get it on Kindle. Kindle's an option yes. as well if you don't want to wait for your shipment
2: yes absolutely thank you for pointing that out i always I always forget about that we're on kindle that's still like amazing mm-hmm. to me you know, I know. um you can learn,
0: learn about the off myself uh Chastity at www.theunwelcomecommittee.com you can hear our other conversations on other programs we're going to be mm-hmm. uh, starting our blog it's just a lot. I'm really excited about it. I really am. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Me yep. too. Me too. All right, family. I want to thank you all. I want to thank my sisters for being here today. This has been an amazing uh, episode. Uh, we pray that you have been blessed by what we've shared with you tonight. Stay tuned. There's more to come. And I want to thank you, Chastity and Maureen, for being here. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank, Thank you for you, me. Yes. Stay tuned, family, for another episode of Evolutionary Woman Radio. We will see you next time. Peace.
1: Perfect. Evolutionary Woman Radio. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5.30 p.m. only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at facebook.com forward slash woman radio.